hello and welcome back to Ayahuasca Assisted Therapy Podcast. And today I'm super excited to be here with Fabrizio Dimitri, uh, who is connecting with us from Iquitos from Peru, but he is originally from Italy, but he lived all over the world. So I'm just super excited to hear his story and what, what is the good work that he is doing down in the jungle with, with the powerful plant medicine. So thank you for coming on the podcast, Fabrizio, and welcome. Yes, thank you. Too. I'm very, I'm very pleased to participate. I'm very happy. Yes, thank you for the opportunity. Yeah, so another fellow um, human from Europe, you know, I'm from Hungary as well. So we kind of ended up like a long oh. way from home. So tell us a little bit about your your life path and, you know, how, how, how did you come across with the medicine? What brought you to the medicine? If, if you had any, um, you know, ailments or any problems that, that set you out on this like self-discovery and healing and uh, how did you end up where you are mm. now? <laughs> so let's say my story started from, um, I was a researcher, biomedical researcher and my activity was based on a brain computer interface and a computer vision and uh, interfa emotional interface between machine and the human being. And uh, doing this kind of job at a certain point, uh, I start to get mad, you know, like I see with what I understand that what we see is not what is really outside there, you know? And this starts to put a lot of doubts in my mind about how science is made, uh, the scientific method and normal life, you know? I don't know if you heard about this experiment of, uh, the, the moon dancing bear that is a bear that is crossing the screen while there are people passing a ball and most of the people don't see it. So I was thinking there is a lot of bear crossing my day, every day, my visual, and I don't notice them. No? So I little bit like overthinking too much. So I quit my job and I left uh, for Asia, you know, looking for um, some uh, spiritual help to understand better what, what we are compared with the outside, you know, where we are in the middle between the outside and the inside. And this brought me to live to China, very close to Tibet, and then uh, give me the chance to live with uh, ermite, you know, a monk living in the mountain alone, uh, a kind of Chan monk, so it's a Buddhist, Buddhist uh, Chinese Buddhism. And I live with him, and I saw miracles, man. Uh, you know, he was reading in my mind. Uh, he, he know what people do, and he was so connected with the reality that he moved uh, in time, like the police is coming for checking for him, uh, and just before he disappeared, you know, magically, you know, all this connectedness. And then uh, I asked him, I want to learn, you know, man. <laughs> uh, I don't know what's, what's happening, how you do that, because uh, it. My science till now cannot explain this. You cannot read exactly my mind, my question, and my thinking. It's too much. Maybe you can read emotionally, you know, but not that far. So I, I, that's how I start my path, you know. And then he brought me to live in monastery, Tibetan monastery in Nepal. Brought me to Tibet three times, uh, India. Uh, again, back to China because I was very connected with this monk. 
uh, yes, and that's and so I spent more or less 12 years there till uh, I don't know. Uh, I had uh, like a big crash in my life. You know, I lost. I made it to start up in Hong Kong about technology and artificial intelligence. Uh, they fail, and then uh, the, my visa in China was kind of complicated. So at a certain point, I find myself uh, with nothing, no, no job, no house, no girlfriend, no nowhere to go. You know, so I take a trip to visit a friend here in Mexico, and boom, there I met uh, the medicine here. You know, so first things was uh, the MT base uh, Changa. And they were like, wow, what is this, you know? It was really uh, mind-blowing for me. And then from there, I want to explore more, you know? And then I go to live with the shaman in, in, in Mocoa, in Colombia, for six months. And I went to explore from there, Ecuador, the Schwarzer, and then so on. I, more, I want to go more deep. I want to go to the roots of this medicine at the time. So I come here to Iquitos, I have the chance to meet this shaman, Don Gardel. And uh, after living with him, I saw that he was uh, not only knowledgeable, but have a good heart, because it's so easy for me to speak. And the other things is life, you know? Me, I measure life, I measure action, you know? So I met so many shaman, you know? lot of spiritual blah 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 a lot of seems cool you know seems poor love but then i measure how they do with the neighbor how they do with their wife their children are generous accept people without money they share medicine for free i measure this and uh, i find gardel a person that he does this you know that he, he share medicine for free with the people if they need that he never he give medicine to everybody if uh, money of course you make you pay if not it doesn't matter, you know, it's medicine, you know, and then okay. with, yeah. One second, just, I have a couple of questions. So first mm. of all, like, how did you pick China to go to? I mean, you know, like you are, like what brings somebody to, to, to go to a communist country, which is like super suppressed. I mean, I understand that they have spirituality, plus, you know, there is a huge language barrier as well, you know, like Chinese is yeah. very different. Like, so how did you communicate yeah. when you were there? And how was your experience like living there and, uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, like searching for whatever you were searching for or learning, mm -hmm. you know, from these people like t tell a little bit about that. yes uh, yes uh, uh, quite frankly is uh, I arrived in China just uh, on my way to go to India and then uh, when I arrived there I end up you know on this month uh, on this very special place that uh, is on the border uh, with uh, Laos uh, Burma Tibet uh, you know and uh, so is uh, not the, the big China we see on TV, traffic, big city. It's like still the old China, so East China with this, you know, slow rhythm, taking your tea or smoke your cigarette, you know, very slow, full of knowledge, you know. And this uh, really excites me, you know, that see that uh, knowledge was spread among the people. 
you know, with the little way of doing things, little bit of saying, uh, and there is a lot of interesting in Taoism for me. It was very interesting at the moment. Where I was living, there was many Taoist temples. There was even a mountain, a holy mountain with like a 20 Taoist uh, monastery there. So, yes, I decided uh, to live there, you know. The, the language barrier, you know, you overcome that. Not that complicated, you know. Uh, English, and then I learned a little bit of Chinese. Uh, get me or always with some Chinese friend that can help me to translate some monk uh, that I don't understand. Uh, yes, uh, it was not a big issue, you know, at the end. Very interesting, you know, especially I think now how things are going now in the world. So, you know, tell me about like, for example, how did you uh, find Don Gardel? Because a, a lot of people asking these questions who are traveling to Peru, wanting to go to an authentic healer or a curandero. Yeah. As you said, there is so many people out there offering their services, their medicine. So yeah. what did you do? I, how did you- I, I do understand that. Actually, you know, uh, uh, this is very important. Uh, it's a shame, but in this world of shamanism, there is a lot of brujeria, black magic, I don't know how to say it. Uh, even, I tell you, some very important center that I don't want to say the name, because I am a little bit conscious about this brujeria, because maybe I'm not strong enough, you know, to, to fight back the, 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 the story, but we receive uh, like five or six guests from them uh, with problems uh, that they get in this center. So it's very important to choose uh, uh, the center. Like uh, for me, you go there, you check uh, the person, you look at the master, and then first thing, try to bring down the price. Let's see how this person is money greed, you know? You know, traditional healer should not be about money. It was on donation traditionally the shamanism here. Actually, it was not even a job a person in a community, in a tribe had to do. His job, farmer, hunting, whatever, and to be shaman is a service. It's not a job, you understand? So, let's start to check the shaman, try to bring down the price. I'll see how, how he's a checker with other people staying there, you know? Try to see, stay one week, don't book one month, stay one week, check how how he's living, if he's generous, if he drinks alcohol, for example, you know, or things like this, try to see the person. And uh, I tell you, me, I don't know, at the moment, me, I'm living on synchronicity. Uh, the people that can arrive, you know, I don't look for someone, they come. Uh, like this, pam, 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 pam. I, I tell you, I, it's crazy, you know, I do couch surfing, I end up in a shaman house. Then invite me to another shaman house. And it's like this, you know, yes. and this is the beauty, you know. That's also important, as you say, when you are aligned and when you have the, the right intention, things just, you know, flow into your way. And that's very true. But I think a lot of people are not in that state of flow. Yes, I understand. You know, and and uh, yeah, thank you for good pointers. Like definitely, I think if people are going to Peru, it's really important what you are saying that you actually try to get to know the the person within their community and yeah. their reputation and how they behave in an yeah. everyday situation, yeah. like in ceremonial setting, which yeah. can be 
awkward for people who are just like traveling there for like one week or something, you know, and yeah. they don't have time to stay there and to explore necessarily. Yeah. So, so what, like, did you, like, you went directly for the ayahuasca because once you took it, it was like calling you to go deeper and you yes. want to yes. explore more and you just went directly to Iquitos, started to explore and, and, and connected with yes. this person and started working with yes. him. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Then, uh, you know, in the, my caller arrived in Mexico. Then I lived six months with the shaman in, uh, Colombia, but I, I, I didn't, I, like I said, I was looking at him and I was treating his daughter, his uh, wife, I was not something I like. I feel that he was full of fear, full of uh, hidden things. I didn't like, you know, so I went. And then I, I came here to Iquitos, I met Don Gardella, and then I was like, wow, good, but then I went to see where I want to go more deep. So I want to look at the roots of this medicine. So I went in Acre, that is a region of Brazil, where still there are the tribes doing, uh, not, not really contacted, you know, like still a little bit wild. So I went to live uh, with them and I did the diet of ayahuasca with the shaman then, drinking ayahuasca every day, twice a day. And uh, yeah, and then it was really in the jungle, in the tribe. Uh, they were not listening Western music. They really tribe, tribe, you know. And uh, that was interesting. It was interesting to see. Uh, I like, for example, that for them, ayahuasca is a, is a party, you understand? The women put their best clothes, they paint their face, the men put the feathers, uh, the best clothes. You know, it's like a Saturday night for us, you know, they go. Drink, drink, dance, la la la, la la la, and make a party. is is a joy, is life, ayahuasca. In these tribals, they also they use ayahuasca for uh, for like a community problem. You know, like uh, on Sunday they drink ayahuasca very liquid, very light, just to connect with each other. No, they drink a glass and then they start to like uh, talk in circle. You know, with ayahuasca. So it was a really different experience. Like uh, when I see the tourists here, they put the worst clothes, like working clothes uh, before the ceremony, thinking like the job, all sad. And then I was thinking this Brazilian indigenous, like, yeah, yeah, I ask tonight. And it felt very deep. Yeah, so yeah, there's many ways and many traditions. So, so can you say a little bit more of what what were the traditions that you explored and where is uh, Don Gardel coming from and what is his lineage and where he, he brings his knowledge and the wisdom? Mm -hmm. So, um, Alora, what, what I explored I was the Yahe of Colombia and then the Ayahuasca here in uh, Peru and the Ayahuasca in uh, Brazil. I tell you what I like more is the tradition here in Peru. I think uh, uh, connecting ayahuasca with dieting a plant, uh, with the knowledge of other plants, or sometimes doing a dawn in this ayahuasca, it's a make ayahuasca very powerful. I tell you from also my experience, ayahuasca is very powerful, but if you put it inside the frame of, of a diet, wow, rise, uh, rise the knowledge you can get from this this uh, brew you know 
So, so that's why I decided to stay here because this tradition of uh, many plants uh, and ayahuasca and putting the two things together and the dieting, I feel like it was giving better results. Uh, the lineage of Gardella, Gardella also is a nephew of a shaman. And uh, so I've, uh, he started to drink ayahuasca when he was uh, 12. The shaman uh, of uh, close to Brazil, so that kind of uh, indigenous. And then uh, we have the teacher of Gardella, La Maestra, that now is with us. So we have uh, another woman whose lineage is a uh, uh, he's a grandfather that was a tabacero, and uh, with her personal story about ayahuasca, that is like uh, a woman of uh, 65 years old that is drinking ayahuasca for more than 20. And but what what I like about her is the knowledge of the plants. She has incredible knowledge. And then when I ask her, how oh, you know that for this person the liver, this is the plant, and she said the plant told you know. So simple, you know, I'm like, what? You know, like, like this, you know, like not I learned from somebody, just simple. The plants told me in a dream on when I live alone in the jungle, because this woman lived a long time alone in the jungle, I, I, she can hear them. Like, uh, I don't know, like an hallucination, auditory hallucination, but she can hear them, you know? So I, I, I love this woman, you know, it's so powerful. And uh, yes, because she can do that uh, for me, like, uh, you know, science fiction, you know. Remember me, I'm coming from a world is very scientific, you know. So, you know, for me, yeah, that's, that's my shift, other, you know. Yeah, that's my other question. Like, again, first language barriers. Like, when I was there with the Shipibos, like, some of them didn't even speak Spanish, but, you know, uh, then, sp like, Spanish was the common language. So, like, how do you communicate with them in Spanish or in, like, the Spanish. 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 Thanks, right. God, uh, everybody speak uh, Spanish. A little bit funny Spanish, you know, jungle Spanish. But uh, <laughs> we, now I start, I yeah. start to understand the jungle. Yeah, and I'm really, I'm really interested in your kind of discovery and what kind of results you were looking for in your journey, because most of the people I talk to, they are coming for a healing purpose. Normally they have something, you know, they suffering from some mm -hmm. uh, physical, mental, emotional problem that they can't resolve. That's why most people come to the medicine or yeah. another of people who come to my practice they are like you know what is my life purpose why i'm here kind of thing it's it's you are the first person who is kind of like a scientific explorer or something going with this different yeah. intention so so what is that you are looking for what is that you searching for with this journey i tell you uh, what excites me was curiosity you know it really is. and uh Yes, and uh, I'm thinking uh, the day I try DMT in Changa, I, I open a door in a, in a universe, in a dimension that uh, I keep on exploring, you know, uh, and it seems, uh, you know, like this universe, very big, you know, so I'm very curious, I, I'm like an explorer, you know, this is, is my purpose, you know, uh, try to understand more, uh, try to have more experience, uh, 
and uh, you know try you know of course try to help the people around us because for me this is a, a revolutionary thing you know how we can change the conscience you know we i see you know in so many guests how the people come and go you know big difference for example now i'm i just started like two months ago to give uh, to the people who come a test a psychological test it's called n e t i uh, is a test to measure the non-dual perception of re reality. And what I noticed just from, we are just at the beginning of the test, uh, that the people who did the ayahuasca a long time, like two, three months, uh, wow, have uh, such a high score, uh, higher that uh, in literature belong to psychotherapists uh, that did, uh, you know, long years, you know, after three months. Wow. Uh, you know, like let's say a normal people score around uh, uh, 50, 60, you know, uh, a trained uh, psychologist uh, student uh, around 60 to 70, like uh, a therapist around 70 to 80. The people who did ayahuasca with us, just what I measure, no? three, four months, uh, they score average around 80, you know, like wow. And they were normal people with no training, you know, like, phew, I, I feel like this ayahuasca is kind of revolutionary, you know. It can really, can, uh, in the right context, you know, with the right integration, can really, wow, make the people grow high, high, you know, to this non-duality level of understanding reality. And so, yeah, so this so is my contribution, in a sense. What is that you learned? through your exploration with the medicine so far and how does that influences your everyday life like how is your life different because now you know these things or you discover these things so i can talk for three hours <laughs> yeah, i mean uh, i don't know the first thing that come to my mind because we discussed yesterday in a mambe circle is uh, i'm not scared about dying so this is a wow. You know, I, I already die. I, I've I've been dying like five or six times in Ayahuasca. Now I get it, the process, <laughs> and uh, I'm not scared anymore. And actually, I perfectly see that me. I mean, what I call me, my a self that is inside me is not this meaty bag I bring around. You know? It's not this meaty bag. It's something. This meaty bag is like a car. When it's used, it's old, it changes, you know? That's a problem, you know? Not a big issue. And uh, so this has big understanding come with ayahuasca. And then uh, bigger lesson also about the connectedness, you know? We are all connected. People, energy, plants, animals. And uh, when you start to navigate this connectedness, then it starts to come... Uh, the synchronicity, you know, and then uh, you move uh, in time uh, with the nature, you know, and um, like Wu uh, Wei is a Chinese concept, uh, no action. So is uh, the fish camera effortless with no action, Wu Wei, empty action. And this is what I learned as well, you know, like uh, we are so connected that sometimes intention can bring the things you want 
we are so connected to everything, but with the plants, with the energy, with the people around us, you know, also the people a little bit far away, you know, but also with the energy of uh, the sun and the moon, we are so connected to everything. Like in us, uh, we have a, I don't know, like to say, like a holographic representation of the universe, you know, like a small mirror of the big mirror. We are, you know, totally inside of us, there is a, the same universe that is outside. Like, let's say, like the alchemist was saying, you know, like up, uh, same down, you know, it's the same idea, you know, like everything there is also inside us. And when you start to see this, uh, you, you start to enter in your life, uh, you start to live it, and then life starts to get enjoyable. <laughs> Definitely more enjoyable. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. so you are interested in helping people to, like in their kind of awakening, to go to raise their awareness, their their frequency. Mm -hmm. That's what you are interested in, mm -hmm. and you, you are finding mm -hmm. that this is a very powerful tool to help people to do that. That's why you are so mm -hmm. excited about this whole topic. Mm -hmm. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, and of course, you know, we treat uh, patients uh, with depression, suicidal, uh, addiction, alcohol addiction, you know, many problems, you know, but uh, I tell you, what I, I, I quite frankly prefer is just, you know, like, let's say, I don't like really this work that much. Normal people that want to be elevated, you know, want to improve themselves. This is uh, what, what I see the best result, you know, because uh, uh, sometimes it's very complicated with uh, people with uh, strong uh, psychological issues. It's quite complicated. It takes a lot of time. And yeah, sometimes these people what, is not uh, on, on it, you know? What kind of clientele you are kind of attracting or you are looking for? So, because, you know, there are centers who specialize in like addiction recovery or, you know, yeah. Yeah. like complex PTSD or something. So you, you are more geared to... Yeah who are more like self-discovery and scientific yeah. and you know like just a little bit not necessarily last stage cancer patient who wants to you know last no. or to go to the ayahuasca so do you have any screening process when you take on a client for a retreat like do yeah. you quickly do you have any I, I, I do i do screening we have a dialogue we we exchange uh words uh, you know on whatsapp or whatever messenger you know to understand uh, better if we can really help them you know yeah. and uh, or uh, you know because our style a little bit like uh, it's a bit jungle you know like uh, uh, can be hard for some people you know because it's not really luxury our center you know for me it's beautiful but uh, for some people it can be hard you know to live a uh, so direct contact with the nature. So I try to avoid the problem before they present themselves here. You know? So I you know I explain the people uh, what's our way. And sometimes also with ayahuasca, we are we go for strong dosage, you know, 
and uh, we put people on an intense medicine trip. Like uh, every day, there is like a different kind of medicine, you know. So it's, it's intense. So we, we want people that ready that can uh, can uh, work in this way, you know. Somebody does, somebody less. I tell you, my favorite result was a girl coming here that was suicidal. She wanted to kill herself before the end of the year. And uh, she was coming all the first week, was crying. And then she went away with a big smile, uh, dreaming about the future. And now she come back every year, you know. She met her, her own heart here. She fell in love with the medicine. And like these cases really give me a lot, you know. Uh, yeah, this is nice. Or when people discover something about their past, their family, and they can solve some issue that make them more free. Uh, yeah, this is giving me a lot of satisfaction. I tell you, I will be curious to work with the people uh, with the cancer or things like this. Uh, of course, uh, honestly, I cannot promise anything, you know? But Saisa, I saw the power of this medicine to cure really, weird stuff, you know, I saw people cured from Crohn's disease that is apparently is incurable, you know, in just two weeks, three weeks of drinking ayahuasca. I saw also myself, I've been cured from a, a strange virus infection that uh, very difficult to fight because it's a, it's a mutated virus from one day to another, you know, so I saw the power of this medicine. So I will be curious to, to see what we can do, you know. And so... Uh, I believe so, the medicine can do something. So who decides, like, who decides when you take on a client and they have with a specific intention why they want to do this and you put together a program for them and say, this is how long it lasts, this is the medicines that you're gonna take, like who decides that? You decide that? I decide. That, I decide. You decide what, what medicine. I decide because uh, it comes uh, from uh, uh, like uh, three, four years of trial and error, experimenting different therapy, different way. And uh, let's say that now we have like, uh, a protocol. Well, what is my language, protocol? you know? Can you share the protocol that, with us? Yeah. For, for example, uh, one week protocol. So one week protocol, you come and uh, we give you the first floral bath or uh, herbal bath to clean your energy. The morning after within you, we give you a combo, a good combo, strong one in order to clean your blood, your gut, or things like this. The third day we go for ayahuasca. So for us it's like cleaning like the, your clothes, cleaning your guts, cleaning your spirit mind, you know? The, the day after we have a mambe ceremony to integrate uh, in a community feeling, you know, people feel upset, uh, open up. Uh, very important this, you know, to be accepted about somebody else in the community feel free to express and share what you feel, even something hard. And then, uh, then again, one day of rest uh, where we can have uh, another floral bath. And then uh, again, ayahuasca. And uh, again, uh, uh, mambe. 
the day after. And then we close on Sunday with uh, a dancing uh, night uh, using San Pedro, doing this static dancing, you know, like a kind of party, you know, everybody dance in the dark, we put candles, everybody dance more or less alone. The music is uh, emotional, kind of. We go very slow, very more fast, more slow, you know, but very emotional, you know. And so people can express uh, having uh, part of a process in the dancing. And then there is a dancing. So it's like also celebrating life and joy, you know. And this is our, let's say, typical week. That's, that sounds really, really nice. And uh, um, do people, like how big are the groups? Is like small groups? Do you do individual kind small. of Or, yeah. We, uh, I tell you, better more, you know, uh, to make uh, like a more connection between the people, a sense of intimacy that, uh, you know, after the ceremony of ayahuasca that everybody that is a stranger continue, you know, because people share in this very strong moment, you know, hear somebody screaming, all that noise, you know, and then uh, with the mambe, they, they start to know each other, so, and, uh, the same team, you know, like uh, La Maestra, this women shaman, is, she's cooking for the people, you know, like a big mama. So this makes uh, this family feeling, and we want to keep this. I feel like this is part of the healing, you know, not to become anonymous, uh, you know, it's like people belong to a kind of entering a big family, you know, with the big mama, with the daddy, you know, and uh, yeah. And, uh, and uh, so Don, uh, Don Gardel lives there where the center is and you live there and his family lives there on the premises. Mm. I understand, right? Yes. And other curanderos coming in to serve other types of medicine. Yes. There are uh, these uh, two curanderos uh, people that comes one or twice a month. <laughs> there is uh, the teacher of Gardel that uh, is the most powerful shaman we have, according to me. That, uh, yes, she, she lives with us most of the time. Sometimes, you know, she takes uh, one month to go to, to see her property down in the jungle, you know. She disappears uh, for one month. We need to contact her, you know, for example, we contact her uh, telepathically. There, there is no phone. So we need to call her. And she listened to us in a dream, and she maybe we ask her something, and she brings us. You know, she's magic to me. I I know that. But uh, that's that's the story, you know. This is the funny thing. I'm a recording fact, you know. This is my way, you know. I'm a scientist, you know. I I like facts, you know. Yeah. So yeah, so exactly this story, you know. So what happens after the retreat, after the people go home? Do you have any uh, aftercare? Do you recommend people to go to integration therapy after the, their retreat? What, 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 what happens when they go home? Yeah, this is, a, this is a good question. Actually, we have enough, you know, we just offer our support, especially for the people, uh, for example, come to learn uh, like to administrate combo so we want to be there with them when they start to use the medicine 
uh, you know, usually people contact us, uh, you know, like, like friends, you know, but uh, we have not really a program about that. You know? But uh, this is the things I would like to study more as well, you know, like uh, that's why I make this test. And my idea is uh, give the test before they come, as soon they finish, maybe three months later when they are at home and see, you know, if there is a progress, you know, if, because for me, the most important thing is the integration, you know, because one thing you get the, the, the great enlightenment in the ceremony, but then to bring this in, in the flesh, in the meat, in the daily work, in the daily life, this is the challenge, you know, and then, uh, okay, you can never, you understand that we are all connected and life is wonderful, but then uh, bring it back to your work every day, no? to your office, in the bus, with your family. This yes. is the challenge, you know? I, I agree. So, um, like, I'm super interested in this test. We're going to share the name uh, in the description with our listeners. But, you know, I, I think it, it is interesting to measure this way, kind of long-term effects of healing and working with this particular medicine. Um, when when I talk about integration, um, my program is one year long. So people do one year of therapy after you know their experience. And uh, what I'm looking at is, you know, compared to their intention, what happened in that one year. So for example, if somebody's intention was to uh, come off of Xanax and uh, let go of the, the anxiety and being able to exist you know in the normal world then by the end of the year I can uh, that's measurable to see are you still on the medication are you feeling better do you still have that anxiety to deal with whatever so that that these are kind of ways that I measure, but these are, again, people who come directly for healing with specific problems. And they say, this is my issue, what I want to change. So uh, I'm interested. It's very interesting, you know, that people who are more going for self-discovery and, you know, scientific interest in something and don't necessarily have an illness, you know, to measure if that went away, then uh, I, like, uh, I would be interested in long-term follow-up because what I mm -hmm. see with a lot of people that a lot of people have temporary results with these retreats and, and, and medicines. And then when they are under bigger stress, they, they tend to regress yeah. If they are yeah. not therapy, you know, and professional mm -hmm. with their process, mm -hmm. where they can really anchor those changes yeah. and make it permanent, you know, and even yeah. in that situation, they were still able to keep ground, yeah. you know, so to say, like, how, yeah. how do you do that? Or do you know anybody who you kind of followed yeah. long term and, and see what happened in their life? I tell you, for example, um, an example, we, for example, we give uh, ayahuasca to the village people for free uh, because uh, there is some female women issues and the bit, you know, as you can imagine, how bad is the situation here? A lot of alcoholism. And so we try to solve this problem, you know? And so it happened to us to have some alcoholist guys, you know, that, uh, wow to have good results after like uh, not drinking for six seven months uh, very clean uh, seems a different personality 
very joyful, very helpful, you know, and we were so happy. Then, bam, something happened, crisis, family, love, God knows, you know, was love in this case. And wow, fell back. Fell back, alcoholism, again, drinking, drinking every day. And for me, this, uh, wow, was, uh, at the beginning, I was so proud about the results, but it lasted only, you know, six, seven months, you know, maybe we were not, uh, I don't know, I tried to read something about, to read something about addiction, and I see that sometimes you have to move uh, the person away from the, the place where the addiction starts. So in this case, it was his family, the little build. Maybe the best was to move to Lima or another village, be far away from the place where the addiction started. I don't know, really. Uh, it was a little bit a pity to see this happen. And uh, yes, I would like to learn more about this. I know, I know the center Takiwazi, they, they, they take a long time for doing these things. They talk even about a year to be sure to be completely clean. Yes, I see that. Uh, yes, it's true, you know. So, just, uh, you know, what you're saying and, 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 and uh, can you give me more information about this? Because I heard that a lot of the, the native people down there in the Amazon, they look at illness two ways that either it is like, um, like a, a dietary problem, you know, that you can take a plant for because it's a physical issue or it's like sorcery, as you said, like brujeria, right? So uh, while in the Western context, like I come from background of psychology and stuff like that. So I look at situations that, oh, that's the result of trauma and you need to process, you know, shadow aspects and childhood trauma. Yeah. And you have to resolve your relationship with your parents and you know yeah. this kind of different mindset you know yeah. like so I was wondering because we always talk about merging the cultures together and learning from them yeah. but also we have something to teach maybe it would be good to have a psychologist or somebody who is working with plants yeah. and can give that perspective yeah. as well because you know, they have a different perspective on, on, on healing and also they are in a different environment and, and, and we are in the West, you know, living in a different environment. Yeah. So how, how do you see the difference kind of between their approach to what they think healing is or why are they are taking the medicine in the first place, you know? Mm. Yes, yes, uh, I know. We have, uh, this is my daily job, you know, because... I speak with my shaman, that they speak uh, their way, you know, so it's brujeria, it's this, you know, and uh, we speak uh, other way, you know, it's, um, you know, trauma from childhood, uh, so the, uh, the poem, I didn't tackle the, I don't have a, a solution, like uh, I just keep the two, the two together, you know, the two, you know, uh, the client, the shaman talk with the client and the, the shaman tell the brujeria, you know, me, I talk with them, I said, maybe it's not really brujeria, but maybe, you know, some shadows from your past, uh, you know, something uh, deep down, I try to explain in another language, uh, the same thing. I remember me also coming from China, you know, where I say Taoism, and so I, I try to be yin yang, you know. I give also a different perspective on the problem, you know. 
like unbalancing of energy and uh, yes uh, i think uh, i don't know keep the the, the two way to see reality open you know you just uh, if you can change your the glasses you know sometimes you put the red glasses yellow glasses but just glasses you know so somebody get more attuned to some language okay let's use these glasses for you somebody more other you know because even western people somebody prefer talking about energy and spirits uh, than uh, in a psychological term you know so they get more attuned to the way of the let's say of the shaman you know so yeah let's keep them uh, living together you know like uh, if there is no one truth, but the truth have many faces, and every face is the same truth, the part of the same truth, you know. So yeah, I like I like the different glasses, and that you know everything is just a perception, really, and there are so many ways to look at the same things, right? So what is you like? What is your vision with this center and you living there now you plan to stay there for a long time like what is your vision that what is that you're trying to create down there and uh, what what are you looking for is there any support you are needing you're looking for particular people you know to collaborate with you then you can share that here and hopefully the right people will listen <laughs> so what uh, at the moment the village gave us a lot of land. So we start, we give land to everybody for free. What we like to have, like uh, uh, maybe a transient kind of community of people who come, live, go, live, come and go, that everybody can make his own house and live uh, out of there, you know? Out, you know, we don't charge for making your own house, we just help you. The wood is free from the jungle and uh, you just need to pay a worker, you know, and we just give you land for free. We just we want uh, uh, female-minded uh, people around us uh, and uh, to grow, you know, because we think we need to have uh, like uh, a, a core, you know, a critical mass uh, to change all around us, you know. We start to change a little bit the people of the village with example. Uh, working on the children, on the pollution, on garbage, you know, but we need more energy, you know. So at the moment we have like uh, five or six little houses that belongs to five or six people that once a year they come here to live with us. And we would like to have it bigger, you know, we would like, uh, we start uh, the permaculture garden. We have, uh, we made uh, like a, a big swimming pool for our combo. And we have two crocodiles there, and uh, yes, you know, very interesting. <laughs> and uh, yes, we want we want to be also sustainable and uh, based on medicine. You know, I feel like uh, uh, medicine is very important. It's really helping people, give them strength. But at the same time, we want to keep the concept that this is a retreat. So a retreat uh, is a concept that comes from a war. You know, you are. You have difficulties in battling, you go back at your base, you know, you prepare your defense, you get stronger, new strategy, you go back there. For me, it's not that I don't want to make like a, a community here, understand that the life is there, it's in the city, you know. We need to go back there, we need to bring the idea 
we get in this retreat there. You need to get stronger in the retreat to back there. There is where we need to really change something, you know. There is just a place to get stronger, you know. The retreat in a military idea, you know. Okay, very, very uh, interesting and very good insight. So uh, uh, like a last question for you that I always curious about, what do you think about how much medicine people should drink? You know, there are some people who are like, mm. oh, I've been in this many ceremonies and that many ceremonies and it's some kind of competition of how many ceremonies mm. somebody with the ayahuasca versus... Mm you know embodying or applying it in, in your life not necessarily goes you know together so what do you think you know uh and not just you know in terms of for people's benefit but also harvesting you know the plants you know now so many people are interested in this like how, how much medicine do we really need <laughs> we need that <laughs> no uh, yes First things, uh, a lot of people come here, you know, like uh, they, they want to drink like crazy, you know, like uh, every day or every two days, you know, and uh, they don't understand that, uh, you know, it's the natural process and nature takes time, you know, it's not a drink you ask you get enlightened, you know, it's like a tree, you know, you grow slowly, slowly, so let's, you know, go relax, you know. Live in, follow the nature rhythm, you know, look around the jungle around you, look at this, how slow the nature is, but how powerful it is, try to get this rhythm, you know, and uh, I tell you, really, people come here with this, we need to, to do something about this, you know, to change a little bit the concept of ayahuasca, because at the moment I feel like there is so much bad information, you know, okay, ayahuasca is good, 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 the blue, you know, it can help, but it doesn't make that always miracle, you know, it can make sometimes miracle, but it's not you drink one time and you get in life, this really helps, you know, or it change your life, that doesn't really help, you need to cool off uh, this heat that have ayahuasca, and also people always asking for crazy vision or crazy experience, but this, uh, for things, this was the problem that made the, the shaman made in Iquito around 2010 to start to head uh, Rugamasia, Toe, you know, Katura into the Ayahuasca room, making really people crazy because uh, there was the demand of the tourists. Uh, I want vision, I want stronger, I want stronger, you know? No, 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 no. The Ayahuasca is called La Purga, the Purge. It's the perfect thing. It's not about vision, it's not called the television. It's called the purg, you know, so it's about cleaning you and purifying you and making it, and then vision, secondary, it's important, but it's not the first things, you know, traditionally about ayahuasca. And uh, so, yes, drink, uh, not so much. For me, twice a week is enough, sometimes even too much, you know. Some people that we see that have a strong reaction, we give them only one time a week, you know. It's enough because for these people, maybe they last two days ayahuasca. You know, the morning after, the afternoon after, they're still a little bit high. So for these people, lower, you know. And yeah. uh, about another 
story you were telling me you know, about this ayahuasca is uh, when I was living in uh, Colombia, you know, at a certain point, this shaman wants to cook ayahuasca in Mocoa, you know, so they, what, the capital of ayahuasca of Colombia, he cannot find the ayahuasca. He needs to import from Ecuador. I feel like, mind-blowing, you know, like, what? How can be, you know? Because this is uh, the uh, mentality of uh, the indigenous, you know, infinite resource, infinite resource. The nature, the jungle give us infinite resources. We can cut as much as we want. But now in this global world, this idea is not fitted anymore. So every time we cut, we plant. We plant two, maybe. We cut and we plant plants. And then uh, we can make this ayahuasca sustainable because now the demand in the world is really huge. And we, we have to be careful, you know, because the ayahuasca also takes five to seven times to be ready, you know? Seven years to be ready. Definitely. So, you know, and I heard that uh, originally they only used the wine, the ayahuasca wine, and there was no chacruna in it, that the chacruna was added later to the brew. Have you, have yes. you heard this? Yes, yes, I heard this as well. The, the chacruna was added much later in a recent time. But yeah. I tell you, I, I also drink pure uh, ayahuasca made by the pure wine. And in big quantity because of the hermalina, hermalina, they give us vision as well, you know, is uh, psychedelic in, in big quantity. And for sure it's perfect. Yeah. But uh, yes, not as, as psychedelic like DMT, you know. <laughs> okay. So um, do you have any message that you would like to share with our audience before we finish for today? Oh, wow. I don't know. I mean, a big message. I don't know. I mean, yeah, go too big. But we should start to change our heads first if we want to change the world. Just that, you know, just that. So perfect. That is absolutely perfect. We're gonna include your website and your availability in the description under the video. Mm -hmm. So check it out and connect with Fabrizio if you're planning to go to Peru and check out his place you know and the good work that he's doing down there and if you are interested more in integration please connect with me and check out my website avatarhealingarts.com yeah. my book also I think Fabrizio you have a book as well correct yes I is do have a book yes is it in English it's in Italian no, it's in Italian. But now I'm uh, writing the second version and uh, I plan to translate in English. I make it a bigger version. Okay, so for the Italian speakers or the Latin speakers, like uh, the book, uh, we will give mm -hmm. you the, the book as well. And uh, really, really nice to, to meet you today. And thank yeah. you so much for sharing like the, the work that you are doing there. And thank you for... Yeah, thank you so much. It was really a pleasure. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, really better. We keep in contact, yes. Yes, sure. definitely. But the integration uh, will be very helpful. Thank you for listening to us today and stay tuned for our next episode coming soon. Bye.